0: Hello everyone, my name is Jake McGrail and alongside me is Ollie Nicholas of CITR Sports, broadcasting live from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. It was another week of opening and closing regular seasons as volleyball and men's basketball wrap things up with games against TRU while softball traveled to Oregon for their first conference games of the year. On top of that, the Women's Rugby 7 season ended with a tournament here at home, and baseball and men's rugby were in action as well. First, let's take a look at rugby.
1: Yeah, so the men's rugby team were back in action this week uh, with a 31-20 to 20 win over uh, Capilano Rugby Club.
0: Uh, yeah, unfortunately, can't tell you yeah. a ton more than the score. The match report... It's not been posted. What we can tell you is that the game was reasonably tight going into halftime. The score was just 19 to 17 for UBC at the break.
1: Mm, And in that second half, uh, UBC found something extra and took the game away from Capilano, finishing the game 31 to 20.
0: Yeah, and even though we don't know a ton about the game besides that, uh, in in a more unusual instance, the game is actually on YouTube Mm. as Capilano rfc streamed it uh you can go check I, it out if you I like
1: watched a little bit just for the sake of research it, it was a horrible day uh a scrappy <laughs> game i'm sorry i didn't watch the and there was no thing. sound either no sound yeah i it's was not not the most engaging i know i started watch. watching a bit and i was like you know what You guys do me a match report next time. (laughs) We'll We'll talk, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Uh, Someone that did do a match report is uh, the women's team. There was more Rugby 7s actions for the women's rugby team this week with the Thunderbirds competing in the final leg of the Canada West Rugby 7s series here at UBC. Yeah,
0: again, there was some round-robin style play on Friday. UBC, as has been the case at most of these tournaments, took care of business in the group stage a three and record. In Pool B, they beat Fraser Valley sixty-four-nothing, then Trinity Western fifty-nine to five, and Alberta thirty-one to five.
1: Yeah, so Savannah so Bowder continues to be a key player for the Birds as she led the tournament with six tries, whilst her teammate Shoshana uh Seaman Ta- Simana Taffa, Simana Taffa uh, added an extra try and 10 converts.
0: Yeah. When uh, when I was able to interview Savannah Bowder back at the end of the first semester, uh, she said that Samantha Taffa and her are actually roommates. So oh. <laughs> that, that's the, the powerhouse duo yeah. right there for this women's rugby Real, team. Yeah. And uh, while the T-Birds did do well on the opening day, there was that ominous presence mm. that could be felt from Pool A over on the other side. And that's UVic, the Vikes, they were dominant as well. They beat Calgary thirty. 30- 33 to 5, beat Lethbridge 47 to nothing, and you just felt. If UBC, no matter how well they did against everyone else, they would have to play them again. Yeah, yeah, it's always the case.
1: Uh, but on the final day, UBC defeated Calgary 26 12 in their semi final match to advance to the final. The game was anything but a walk in the park for the Thunderbirds, with Calgary battling hard to deny UBC a
0: gold medal match on the home turf. Yeah, the Birds open play with tries from the roommate duo, Bowder <laughs> and Samantha Toffa. But the Dinos' Ashlyn Smith kept Calgary in contention with a try. She made it 12-5 to at halftime, and then Smith continued to shine. She added a second try after the break, tied things up at 12-12. A little bit shaky for UBC here at home.
1: There's nothing like some away day motivation to upset the home <laughs> crowd. Um so Ashton Smith definitely had that. Uh, but determined to play the gold medal match in front of their home crowd, the Birds pushed on and scored two tries from Olivia Sarabura and Jordan uh, Jordan McLeod to secure the victory.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, T-Birds had to play the Vikes in the final once again. And unfortunately, it was an all-too-familiar story for UBC as they fell short losing 19-10. They can't keep getting away with this. I know.
1: <laughs> How does this keep happening? <laughs> but <laughs> the final was back and forth. Um, like in the first half, uh, Samanu Taffer uh, opened the scoring to give the birds a 5-0 lead uh, before
0: M-Mail Reed uh scored a try to put the Vikes 7-5 ahead. Yeah, it was back and forth. T-Birds. Callie King responded with a try to retake the lead. They found them. They actually found themselves ahead, ten to seven, at halftime, and then just couldn't score in the second half.
1: Well, that's the thing. Despite the strong start, UBC was unable to find an answer for the Vikes' speed and depth. That saw Renee Gonzalez and Beth Cudmore add tries to capture the 19 to 10 victory, winning the tournament title.
0: And that and that means the rugby seven series. Uh, ends for this season the Vikes with a 15 and0 record winning every tournament to win their third straight overall rugby sevens title and uh, the the conference championship UBC took care of business against every other team in the mm-hmm. conference the the entire way these last uh however many weeks but just couldn't, couldn't get that one more level up. I
1: mean, there's some great...
0: We've, we've read out the scores.
1: Some great performances <laughs> yes, as well. Yes. It's just they must be so sick of seeing the bikes. They must be so yeah. oh. at,
0: at least we did beat them in the 15s season back mm. in the fall. UBC won the... I, I believe it was back-to-back conference championships uh, back, back in the fall. But sevens have to concede it. Victoria, congratulations. Shout out to Corey. He's loving it. That, I mean, <laughs> he can't
1: lose. Sevens is just a bit of fun obviously it's just a bit of like a little tournament yeah we care about the 15s really
0: bowder did did say to me that this was going to be the first time she ever played a proper seven season. so you know she's just getting used to it exactly next year that that's when that's where it's going to be at
1: (laughs) victoria we're coming for you i mean and and she was also like one of the best players like constantly like her name was brought up in reference for scoring tries and just being outstanding
0: so there's plenty
1: to be happy about
0: (laughs) Now, uh, uh, another team that had some ups and downs this past weekend was our volleyball teams. They both split their series against TRU to close the regular season, although both of them still clinched the second seed in the BC division, important for playoff positioning. The men's team started the weekend well with a 3 to nothing win on Friday. The Thunderbirds had to
1: work for their first set, set which they won 28-26, but after... That it was more smooth sailing as they took both the second and third scores of 25 to 17.
0: Yeah, Michael Dalhanyuk, he continued his great run of form. It's been very important that he's been playing so well with other players out of the lineup. He had 12 kills on a 435 hitting percentage. Cole Brandsma, even more efficient. He hit 529, an incredible number for 11 kills, 6 digs, and 4 blocks.
1: James Vincette made his return to the lineup after a month out due to injury, although he had a quieter night with just three kills and one block.
0: Yeah, UBC as a team, they hit 3-11 while holding the Wolfpack to 0-7-5, and UBC also led the block count 8-2, to the kill count 35-26, just all-around great performance from mm. them.
1: That win locked the Thunderbirds into the second seed in, uh, to be the second seed in the division, which meant that coach Mike Hawkins rested some of the players for the final match on Saturday. Though Hanyak and Vincent both didn't play, whilst Mason Greaves and Jonathan Lee had much smaller roles than usual. Matt Neves and Colton Liu did not play at all over the weekend, uh, and we'll have to hope that they're you know healthy for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, especially Neves, the superstar for the Thunderbirds. If they're going into the playoffs without him, it'll be Very, very tough, but for this game, uh, the absences from the lineup meant that Bransma got a ton of attacks as the unquestioned number one option. He delivered a career-high 22 kills while hitting 415. really a breakout player this season for UBC. Duncan Clark recorded eight kills, seven digs, and three blocks.
1: UBC's biggest problem was the service line, where they had just two aces and 25 service errors. Uh, Bransma-Clark, uh, Zali Zalewski, and Easton Surich, um, who had his first career start, um, all had five service er- errors. Yeah, if
0: you're, if you're going minus 23 point differential at the service line, that's not going to translate to wins very often. UBC will now head to Edmonton this weekend for the first round of the playoffs. They have been drawn into a group with... 15-3 Alberta, 9-9 Saskatchewan, and 1-15 in UFV. Like with basketball, nearly every team is making the playoffs uh, in this new format, which is why UFV is there despite having just one win this season. Uh, in this first round, they will play all three of those teams once, and then the top two teams in that group stage advance to the second round, which will be the following weekend. And uh, the Thunderbirds women's team, they had the reverse of the men's. They lost their first match against TRU, which was a big upset as the Wolfpack going into that night were just 1-13 on the season. Just their second win all year. Well, UBC lost the first
1: set, uh, but they back, rebounded to win both the second and third as they looked to be in control. However, they then dropped the fourth before losing once again 15-11 to in the fifth to make it their second 3-2 loss in a row. Yeah.
0: Maybe not the exact results you want to be seeing as you're heading towards the playoffs, but at least they're not getting blown out. That's the silver lining in these games. And we love a good silver lining. <laughs> we, we love the good silver linings here. Uh, Kara Kovac, she led the way, 14 kills, 9 digs. Elise Petit continued her strong run of form over the last couple weeks. She had 11 kills and 5 digs while hitting 333. Uh, Trinity Selecki, who had a very strong weekend against UBC Okanagan last time out, she struggled with just four kills while hitting negative 130. More attack errors than kills. The women's team
1: uh, is unusually quite strong uh, from the service line, uh, but they really struggled this one with just six aces and 22 service errors. Every starter except for uh, Bryn Payson had multiple service
0: errors. Yeah, thankfully, Thunderbirds did bounce back the next night. They swept the Wolfpack to clinch the second seed in the division, set the tone in the first set with a 25-14 win. And while TRU did reach 20 points in both of the next two sets, UBC closed them out both times.
1: Kovacs again led the team offensively with 12 kills on a 476 hitting percentage, while Petit had 8 kills and 10 digs. Kayla Oxland only needed to get 22 assists along with four digs, and two aces.
0: Yeah, UBC also refound their mojo at the service line. They had 12 aces compared to just, well, just 15 service errors still in the negatives, but that close is definitely a good margin. That was led by uh, Danielle Price, who had three aces, and then Kovacs and Petit both had two as well.
1: Like the men, the Thunderbirds also had to Edmonton to take on the 16-2 and two Golden Pandas, along with the 6-10 and 10 Winnipeg uh, Wesman. And the 5 and 11 Regina Cougars. They will look to make it out the second round, which is another short round robin with two groups of three teams.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting how volleyball is doing it this year. In years past, it's been the uh, top 12 teams. Some get a bye to the quarterfinals, others play in a wild card game, and then you have just straight best of three, best of three finals. But this time it's two group stages. You have three uh, three groups of four. Top two advance to go into two groups of three. You play both of those two teams twice, and the top two in those groups advance to a final four. It's just a lot of planning. Very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, part, like part of it has to do with the fact that teams haven't been playing teams from outside their province all year, so I guess they're trying to limit some travel by just sending them all to a central location and having Mm -hmm. them battle it out but i don't know (laughs) i don't don't think it'll end up sticking in future years assuming things can uh, go back to more of what they were like before but at at least for uh, this year it'll be interesting
1: yeah i mean we'll see the new normal (laughs) let's bring back an old (laughs) phrase:
0: new normal in these unprecedented times (laughs) uncertain 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 very uncertain (laughs) Um, one team that wasn't uncertain was the men's basketball team they had just one more game to close out the regular season that was last Wednesday night and it was a blowout home victory over TRU final score of 95 to 58 a lot of games against the Wolfpack uh, this past week
1: Uh, this uh, this game was never close as UBC was up 26 to 11 after just the first quarter and they never looked back holding the Wolfpack to 26% uh, 26 shooting, including 20% from inside the three-point line. It's
0: not often that a team shoots better from three than they do from two, but UBC inside the paint was just a fortress defensively. And the Thunderbirds, meanwhile, shot 50% from the field, 40% from deep. That was led by James Woods, who had 21 points, five rebounds, and six assists while shooting seven for 11. Lincoln Rosebush started in place of Siegmund Sandu, who was unavailable to play, and he double-doubled with 13 points and 11 rebounds.
1: Perhaps the biggest surprise was the rookie Nicola Guzina, who played a career-high 11 minutes off the bench, mostly in the fourth quarter, and delivered with 14 points on a 6-8 to eight shooting, along with 3 rebounds. Yeah,
0: I was... At the gym calling this game and it was pretty funny because the game obviously a complete blowout at that point bringing guzina and then he just decided in the fourth quarter it seemed like this is my team now i'm i'm taking the ball i'm running these plays for myself and getting up these shots and it was working it was fun to watch uh, you gotta take your chance yeah uh ubc's offense overall seems to be humming at the right time they've been shooting the lights out in their last uh couple of weeks. They'll just have to hope that both Sandu as well as Grant Audu, who also didn't play in this game, will both be ready for the playoffs this weekend.
1: The Thunderbirds are set to play in Alberta along with everyone else in the first few rounds of a single elimination tournament. UBC, despite a 16-2 record, is the fifth seed. They have a buy-through to the second round where they will play either the 7-9 and nine Mount Royal Cougars or have a rematch with TRU on Friday.
0: Yeah, and if they win that game on Friday, they will advance to the quarterfinals where, where they will play again on Saturday. Their most likely opponent, if they make it to the quarterfinals, would be the 11-5 and five Saskatchewan Huskies who are the fourth seed. UBC, despite the better record, got the fifth seed behind Saskatchewan i because they have some sort of it's called rating performance index or something. And it it takes into account your strength of schedule and the records of the teams that you face to determine that the 11 and five record is more valuable than the 16 and two record, I guess, just because there's some weaker teams in BC a little bit odd, but (laughs) in, in, since all the games are in Alberta anyway, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if, if they're, if they're able to win both on Friday and Saturday, They will book their place in the Final Four, which takes place from March 18th to 20th.
1: Mm, The women's uh, basketball team, meanwhile, are the 15th seed and will take on the 12th seed. The 4-12 and Manitoba Bisons on Friday in the first round win that, and they'll face the 5th seed Lethbridge Pronghorns. Who are 10 and 6.
0: Yeah, definitely a harder road ahead for the women's basketball team. They would have to win three in a row to make it to the final four as opposed to the men who just have to win two. We will see what happens with uh, both of those games, however. Uh, We'll now take a quick break for ads and PSAs. When we come back, we'll talk about the baseball and softball and then look ahead at all the stuff that is coming this weekend.
2: In the context of Vancouver's opioid crisis, CATR would like to take a moment to share some harm reduction strategies.
1: Try not to do drugs alone. When going out, let friends know what drugs you're taking, and make sure someone has an naloxone kit. If you're able to, get your drugs tested
0: before taking them.
2: Avoid mixing opioids with alcohol or stimulants. Remember that opioids can include painkillers prescribed by a doctor, and it's possible for any drugs to be contaminated with opioids. Learn the signs of opioid overdose, which include, but are not limited to, unresponsiveness or unconsciousness, inability to speak, breathing that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, heartbeat that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, skin tone that has turned blue or gray, choking or gurgling sounds.
1: If you think someone is overdosing, call 911 immediately. Start rescue breathing and administer naloxone if you have it. You cannot get in trouble for being on drugs, so always call 911 in an emergency. For more information about Naloxone kits and training, visit TowardTheHeart.com.
2: Thank you and stay safe. Looking to get a reliable and affordable used bike? Need a repair or service to your current ride? Come to the Bike Kitchen, UBC's full-service community bike shop, located in room 36 of the UBC Life building. Our hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you buy a bike from us, bring it back when you're done using it, and we'll give you half of your money back as long as you took care of it. If it needs repairs, we'll split the cost with you. Yep, you heard us right. We'll give you crisp dollar bills for half the original price of any used bike that you buy from us minus the cost of repairs. For more information about our buyback policy and to stay up to date on any COVID-19-inspired changes, find us online at thebikekitchen.com.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. And uh, now we're going to take a look at the diamond. Finally. (laughs)
1: Nice Ollie's <laughs>
0: Ollie's favorite sport baseball right so the thunderbirds
1: baseball team just wrapped up a four game series against the golden state warriors or at least they played four games against the uh, warriors of william jessup university in the golden state it's just ba- basically the same thing <laughs> exactly uh this was a back and forth stretch of games with each team winning twice And half of the games needing extra innings.
0: Yeah, game one, 6-4 UBC victory. Very scrappy affair. Two of the first three runs in the game were scored on errors. And only twice did a team lead by more than a single run at any point. That was at the end of the first inning. And then again in the 10th, one of the two games that went to extras. After Brandon Hupe hit a two-run homer to bring the game to its final score. The T-Birds pitching was solid throughout. Although they did hit three different Batters with pitches.
1: William Jessup stormed back up with vengeance in Game Two, earning a ten to five win that could have uh, been all the more lopsided if not for a few garbage times runs given up in the eighth and the ninth.
0: Yeah. Again, this was a case of a rookie UBC pitcher really taking their lumps in this one. It was Oliver Duffy on the mound. He gave up five hits and seven runs, although three of them were unearned, in just a third of an inning of work. Not ideal for the rookie, but hey, it's preseason, non, uh, non-conference non games, it's fine. We don't hey, have... <laughs> you've, you've had a tough game, but
1: as someone with the same name, you've just become my favourite baseball player of <laughs> all so I will have Duthie on the back of my shirt this season. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, you'll bounce back. Uh, game three saw another tight contest and one that UBC will rue losing their grip on. At the seventh inning stretch, the Thunderbirds led seven to four, but the Warriors not only not once but twice scored on what could have been their final uh, out of the game. First in the ninth, then in the tenth.
0: Yeah, that second instance came after Johnny McGill had hit his second home run of the night to put UBC up eight seven in extra innings. But it was not to be, as the Warriors triumphed in the end 9-8. to eight.
1: Naturally, the highest scoring game of the weekend was the seven-inning affair, as UBC earned a series split with their 13-8 to victory on Saturday. The Thunderbirds scored in all but two innings as the bats came alive. Yeah,
0: Hupe, he had two more homers and three RBIs, while well, Ty Penner and baseball's most interesting man, Mike Fitzsimmons, Corey's favorite player, really his Lincoln-Rosebush, uh, both of them had a bomb with two RBIs. Not many long faces after a performance like that. Always nice to get a bunch of hits and home runs on the board.
1: Now, in two days, UBC will play their first home game in just over two years. On March 1st, 2020, the Thunderbirds beat the Oregon Tech Owls emphatically in a Sunday doubleheader, and this year's team will be looking for similar results against the uh, Bushnell Beacons on Friday and Saturday Saturday At the Tourmaline West Stadium.
0: and That's honestly really crazy to say. The first home games in just over two years. Mm. Baseball and softball really had it rough compared to some of these other sports with just how long their layoff was. But glad that they're back in action. They'll be back at home. Although they're not playing all at home this weekend because following those two games, the team will scoot down to Washington for a contest with Seattle University on Sunday. And then the CCC regular season action kicks off on March 18th. Now, a team that has started conference action is the softball team as they faced a hard test to begin the regular season. They traveled to Ashland to take on Southern Oregon, the preseason number five ranked team in the entire NAIA. UBC pulled off an upset win in the first game. Great stuff. Although they then lost three in a row after that.
1: Well, let's talk about that. (laughs) Silver linings. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The, uh, the first
1: game didn't start well as the Raiders scored twice in the first innings, But from there, UBC came from behind with two strong innings. First, they scored three times in the third off an RBI double from Olivia Males, followed right after by a two RBI single from Nicole Salas.
0: Yeah, then the Thunderbirds, they turned it on in the sixth inning. Hannah Clegg, Males and Mia Valk all hit RBI singles with Clegg also scoring on a wild throw on Males' hit. And then Males stole home to put UBC up 8-2. to The Thunderbirds did sweat
1: a little as the Raiders scored four times in the final two innings, but they held on for the win. Things then went south real quick as South Southern Oregon came alive and Mercy ruled them in three straight games.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's... Not many silver linings <laughs> in these in these next three games. Right, we don't want to overuse it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first after UBC took a 1-0 lead in the first in- inning of game two. They found themselves down 4-1 by the end of the first, down 7-1 by the end of the third. A couple more Raider runs later, and then the game was called 9-1 after the sixth.
1: Mm, things didn't go any better on the Sunday doubleheader as UBC lost the first game of the day 8 nothing. Uh, with it again stopped in the sixth inning. The Thunderbirds only had four hits in the whole game.
0: And then finally, the fourth and final game of the weekend was an 11-3 blowout that lasted just five innings. UBC again took a 1-0 lead early through an Emma Dorval hit, but rookie pitcher Lindsey Bell was shelled for six runs in the fourth inning as the Raiders blew the game open before adding a few more after Bell was pulled. Not ideal. No, and <laughs> thankfully,
1: how the softball structure works is that they nearly always play four games weekend series. The last game doesn't count for the conference standings. So in the CCC play, the Thunderbirds are one and two. They're back in Vancouver on at home for that opener against Providence this weekend.
0: And that's one of the many sporting events that are coming up this weekend, Ollie, are You Are you able to take us through it? <laughs> you know what? It's challenging for me <laughs> to go
1: through all these sports. Jake will be here to assist me, yes. but let's give it a go. So I want to start with women's volleyball. Uh, the women's volleyball team are playing on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And that match uh, is there. What is it? It's their first round playoff yeah. game. Uh, they'll be playing on those days, as will the men's volleyball team uh on friday uh we get the softball underway uh they will be playing the women's softball team oh jake help me out here <laughs> they will be playing
0: first the university of Providence. providence Montana, as i just said in the home opener
1: in the home opener Right, uh, I'm a bit lost now, Jake. I won't lie to you. <laughs> um, Jump in whenever yeah, you want. I, I, There's a lot of sports. Yeah,
0: we got we. You mentioned we got the volleyball. They got their group stage game playing all three Friday to Sunday. Yeah. Friday, we also got the basketball games. Both the women's and men's team are going to be playing. Women's at two, men's at five. And then baseball, as you mentioned, playing here at home as well against Bushnell University and. The, the one playoff action that's happening on campus this weekend is the hockey series. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't talk about hockey on the show because no. they had a bye week, both of the men's and women's teams through the first round of the playoffs, but they're both playing in the Canada West semifinals. The women's team, they're playing Alberta. The men's team are playing Mount Royal, and both of them are in a best of three series here at home. So basically, first team to win two out of three will advance to the Canada West finals, and so, if you're able to come watch any of those games, come out support. I believe the women's games are in the afternoon of each of those three days, and then the the men's games are around like seven or seven thirty. Yeah, seven thirty. Yeah. So those 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 will be fun. Both the hockey teams have done great all season, so that is, that would be definitely be fun to uh, come out and watch.
1: Mm, in a weird turn of events, the men's rugby team are playing the Vancouver rowing club yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what fair enough dual dual sport athletes i respect it uh
1: and that is on saturday uh at two thirty. maybe you'll be able to live stream it maybe you won't we'll see um and then going into uh sunday we've got some men's golf action uh the uh, men's golf team are at the vikes uh canada west spring shootout um so that will be good for them to be back the first time they're back because i believe postponed. that's the,
0: the, this is the first time that either of the golf teams have played this semester because they kept getting postponed a couple of times so hopefully this one actually happens mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then we've also got uh more baseball on sunday uh as we mentioned we got baseball against seattle university that's at 2 p.m and then on monday we've got more golf again against the vikes uh and that is for both the men's and women's team
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to cover yeah on next Monday it's gonna be a big show it's gonna be a great time hopefully some of the playoff games for our hockey volleyball and basketball teams can go well and then obviously great to have both the baseball and softball teams here playing at home for the Mm -hmm. first time in two years so big weekend very excited for next week's show but for now thank you uh, for tuning in to thunderbird eye on citr 101.9 besides listening to the show the best way to keep up to date with ubc thunderbirds news and stories is to follow us on twitter facebook instagram and youtube at citr sports next up on citr is the all access pass For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail and Ollie Nicholas with contributions from Corey Branson. Thank you for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.